Well, it reminds me of, okay, Jesus, uh, the, rich, the rich young ruler, okay, shows up and, and he says, you know, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow you. You know, what must I do, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus lists off some things, and he's like, I've got all those down. I do those things. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good on those things. And then he looks at him and he says, okay, sell your possessions and then come follow me. Yeah. And he says he walks away mm-hmm. sad. You are listening to The Resolute Podcast, a podcast designed for the American church and its leadership and a ministry of decision mentoring. Today is episode 54, B.O. It's not what you stink. Now, here are your hosts, Chet and Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Chet. Before you criticize someone, walk a mile in their shoes. That way... When you do criticize them, you're a mile away and you have their shoes. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I remember when I wrote the title for this one, B.O. It's Not What You Stink. I, I cracked myself up. I mean, that's that's the best thing about jokes and humor and stuff is when you can make yourself laugh and, right. you know, nobody hey, else laughs, but you're like, whatever. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Well, the B.O. stands for belonging and obligation belonging and obligation and and i i just want to talk a little bit today about what it means to belong and also what it means to be obligated and i'm just wondering if either one of those things are very popular terms today or very popular things are they are they an american ideal anymore belonging and obligation what do you think well obligation has some just as you say it can have some negative connotations because you think you're obligated you know belonging i i think we want that but um it seems as though what i hear is that organizations like fellowships and lodges voluntary associations yeah yeah that, 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 that they're suffering they're all going down, yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were when we were in England, I remember one of the leaders there said that I believe it was twelve pubs a week are closing. That was in twenty twelve. Yeah, I believe yeah. that's what he said. It was uh, Eden Network, the leader there. Yeah, because we were talking about churches closing. Because mm-hmm. we know that churches there's more churches close, closing than are planted new every year in America, mm-hmm. and that um, it's a problem. And he said, well. There's, I believe it was 12 pubs a week in the UK that were closing hmm. and that it's not just churches, but I don't know if you remember that, but I want, I want to come back to what you, you started out with there though. You said that obligation, you, you said that's a kind of a negative word. It seems like it can, you know, somebody feels like they're going to be obligated to you to do yeah. something for you. I, I could see where. In our culture today, where someone feel like that's well, how did we get to a place where obligation is strictly a negative thing? Right, because there was a day when when you felt obligated, that was a responsibility, and you did it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and now would you say would you say you're obligated to your wife? <laughs> I'd be careful how I answer that. <laughs> yes, it might incriminate me. <laughs> yeah, but I am. Yeah, right? yeah, you are. Yeah, and, and voluntary obligation. Right. Where we, you sign up for marriage, and yeah. you sign up that you want to do this. You said your vow. You made a vow. Mm-hmm. Right. right. 
right? right. Which is an, an obligation, mm-hmm. right? But you wouldn't necessarily think of that as a negative Correct. obligation. You know, so right. interesting. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, what are your? Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about obligation. Um, I, I think the other way of of thinking about this is the word expectation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can be personally obligated to something, but then I can be obligated to other people. Well, they have an expectation of the obligation that I have. Uh, committed myself to that I've made and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm curious as a pastor, um, what are your expectations of people? That's a broad, broad question. I, it is a broad question. I, I think that, uh, you want to believe that in, you know, in, in a, in a relationship of leading and people that are part of, of the group that you're leading, that they'll bring, as much to the table as you do. So that you won't have an expectation that they're invested mm. like you are. And again, you know, I'm not measuring it, you know, by some incremental measurement, but just in general that they're committed to this. You know, you mm-hmm. want, you want to believe that people are, are, you know, stand up people, that they're honest, that they're trustworthy, that they're respectable, that they're considerate. You want to have those kind of expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, I guess at what level, so if I'm saying someone's going to be a, a part of the church here, they're going to, you know, be a member. Well, um, we, we give them a membership covenant that, that outlines, you know, we, we expect that they'll, they'll want to give, that mm-hmm. they'll, they'll want to, uh, we expect that they'll want to have good relationships with people, that they'll welcome new people, mm-hmm. that they will give themselves to the vision and pray for, uh, for, for this body. So, so we do give some expectations and, uh, personally, on a personal level, though, I think I want people that will give, they'll be invested. Mm. That's the, inspect, the expectation. Is that It's you're, a good word. You're invested in this. That's good. I, I, now, is it realistic to think, uh, beyond, okay, be real transparent with me here. Is it realistic to think that people will be as invested in this place as you are? Or is that is that faulty, faulty thinking to think that you are more invested than others? Yeah, I, well, I, it's a difficult question because I think on certain levels there are people. I I think about it like this, like owners and renters. Mm. So, you know, here at Elevation, we hope that people become owners. Mm-hmm. So, because you know the difference between owner and renter. Um, there's a house for sale in my daughter's neighborhood. I was driving out the other day, and, or not for sale. It's for rent. Yeah, and I rarely see a house in there for rent, but this one's for rent. And the grass in the front yard, right, is like. I don't know, 10 inches high maybe mm-hmm. and some trash in there and stuff. And I, I think about how that if you're renting, if I go rent a car, I'm going to turn it back in good. But if the, if the check engine light comes on, I'm not going to worry about, Oh my, I wonder what's wrong with this. Cause that's, I don't own it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it back in and they'll deal with that problem. I don't, I'm probably not going to check the oil in the rental car like mm-hmm. I would my own mm-hmm. cause I own it. And I think that, you know, an expectation is that people will become owners. So, uh, if they're serving in a ministry, if they're, they're, you know, they're a part of a team that, that they have some ownership, that this is a part of the, the place where they're invested in. And so they're going to bring that, that kind of mindset, not that they're a renter and they just walk out and they're wipe their hands of it. 
I I think yeah I think we ought to break that out a little further, okay? Because you know if if I'm renting the house, then I have an obligation to to cut the yard, you know, mm-hmm. right? Pick up the trash, okay? If I've got a car, um, I've got an obligation to check the oil and 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 to do that and stuff. What you're saying is that human nature is it's a whole lot more important to us when we feel like we have ownership in it. Correct. Yeah. And and I think that's that's fair. And I think there are people here that so at elevation that that are invested, and by that I mean they have ownership. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably some I mean, I know there are some that are not connected, they're not invested, they're and maybe they're still processing things, or maybe they've been here a while, but they're just you know, it's back to that consumer uh, contributor kind of thing. Yeah. They're consuming, but they're not contributing. Yeah. And the expectation is that everybody is a contributor. Have 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 your expectations of people, have those changed the longer that you've been in ministry? Yeah. Well, if you deal with people and you deal with all the the shortcomings, <laughs> all, all the, you know, I, I use this word, I, I use this word lightly. But intentionally, the flakiness. Yeah. <laughs> the people say, I'm going to be here, and then they're not there. Or, right, you right. Know, or I'm going to do this, and they're not going to do it. They yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Well, you, you deal with that, and then you, you start. If you, and here's, a, here's the danger. When you're leading people, I think in any kind of organization, but definitely in a church, because it's everything's just about volunteer-based, you can become a little cynical yeah. about people if you're not careful. Absolutely. And, and then when you start to do that, then all of a sudden somebody comes along, and you're like, Wow. This person didn't, they, they didn't lessen my, my expectation. They increased it. Yeah. You know, that, that I can, I can have hope and trust in people because it, because it is a reality. And uh, Chet, I mean, for you has your expectation, ex- expectation of people has, has it changed over the years? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, well, yeah. And what are your expectations of people? Oh, what are my expectations of people? I, you know, um, uh, we always said that the church is, uh, it's granola. Okay. Cause, um, it's all flakes and nuts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, uh, you know, my, my expectations of P I think, I don't know. I think, uh, it, I think it comes down to self-awareness. That's good. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I think my expectations of people are, are in proportion to my expectations for myself. And, I realized that uh, I bring a few things to the table. You know, there's a couple things I do that I think sure. I do all right. You sure. know, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of things that I I, I struggle to do. You know, right. and there's right. some things I just drop the ball on. And 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 it is, I think some of that expectation has has become more realistic mm-hmm. over the years where. I'm not saying that I don't have expectations of people or that you know, I'm just giving up on people right. and stuff. I'm, I just afford them a whole lot more grace mm-hmm. um, uh, as I get older, realizing, you know, hey, there, there's nobody perfect out there but Jesus, you know? Right. That's, right. All, that's all there is to it. Yeah. And I think what you said, you know, people have areas they're strong in. Yep. You know, uh, yep. people that they have areas they're weak in. And then the whole idea of personality and temperament and what, I mean, it's just a, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Cause, cause you know, as leaders, I mean, so I'll speak for me. Sometimes you expect people to be like you. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the way I do it. Why aren't you doing it that way? Well, I'm reading a book right now called The Mind of the Leader and uh, got it from the library. That's scary. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> and and the the book is divided. In, if I, I'm going to put myself on the spot here, trying to think of the three areas of the leader's mind. It is uh, mindfulness is one, mm-hmm. um, compassion, and selflessness. Oh, wow. MCS, yeah. Uh, and I, I remember reading this thinking, I'm not... I'm not all that compassionate, you know, and, 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 um, you, you, it's kind of right there in your face. Once again, you realize I can afford some people, some grace and some mercy. Um, because as I read the, the experts book, I realize that there's some stuff I just don't measure up. Hmm. That's all there is to it. You know, expectation wise, I just don't, I don't don't measure up, you know? So, um, What's the result, though, of let's talk about belonging, because there's a, is there a, there's a relationship now between belonging and obligation mm-hmm. and, and, and that obligate that that relationship is is significance. OK, um, I want to belong to an organization or to a. Uh, to a group or in in a family or in the neighborhood or whatever. I want to belong um, in direct proportion to how much kind of respect I have for that for that group. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to I'm not looking to belong to things that have no expectation or no obligation. So, so what what's the relationship there? That, so, I guess the question becomes: Should we be raising our expectations of people when it comes to the church? Should we be raising them? And if if so, how how would we do that without becoming legalistic? Yeah, that's 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 the danger, and I, and I think, you know, I, and I could be. I could be talked into another view of this, but I think what's happened is the pendulum in the church mm. has swung from when it was legalistic mm-hmm. and very, very uh, demanding. Right. You know, maybe even some could say controlling, like, you know, behaviors and all those things. It's mm-hmm. it swung to the, the other side, the other extreme to where expectations almost dropped. And, you know, I, I was, uh, sharing with you pre-production that, that we, I can't remember when this was, but I read or heard somebody say this, but, but in the church, it used to be that we, uh, believed, right. behaved, and then belonged. That, that, you believe, know, believe mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. then behave, modification, right. And then if you behaved, then you right. could belong, then, right. then you could belong. And if okay. not, right. And if you weren't, and so, and so, but now, uh, it's the idea that people want to belong First, wow! They, you know they want, yeah. and so yeah. there's so there's no expectation that I should just be able to come and belong, and then at some point the belief comes in, and 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 maybe one day we get to behavior, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I I don't want you dictating anything to me. You know, right. be careful what you say because right. I can get offended and leave. Right? You know that's too harsh. You stepped on my toes. Whatever. Right? And and I think that you know back to what you're saying, um, 
I think we should. I mean, we're the we're the church of the living God. <laughs> right. I mean, there should be some expectation, and and I think that uh, not legalism, and and there is, you know, in many things in life, I found you, walking a balance is the most difficult. Being extreme is easy. If if I want to be extreme, be legalistic. Okay, everything's wrong. I'm gonna, you know, and if I, I don't have any expectation, we'll throw everything out and it's just whatever. But to walk that balance, well, and and when you walk a balance, you can lean into extreme every once in a while because because walking a balance is difficult. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think that you know if I look at the military, well, you can't be in the military and and not have expectation, right? 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 If if they, if they called us to you know to be just um, for a league minimum to play for the Colts this season. Well, be expectation. They wouldn't call us, Jet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not anticipating that call. <laughs> they yeah. would call yeah. us because there's expectation, right? You know, or the Pacers or anybody. You know, it doesn't matter. They're not going to call us because they belong to that team. There's an expectation. Yeah, and I and, and you know, I think you mentioned the word family. Well, there's an expectation in family, and when it comes to the church, I think sometimes we've. We've slowed the pendulum to the part where we don't point. We don't have any expectation, hardly at all, when there should be. You know, you, you... well, it reminds me of okay, Jesus, uh, the rich, the rich young ruler, okay, shows up and and he says, you know, hey Lord, I'm 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 going to follow you. You know, what must I do? Blah blah blah. And Jesus lists off some things, and he's like, I've got all those down. I do those things. I I'm mm-hmm. I'm good on those things. And then he looks at him and he says, okay sell your possessions and then come follow me. Yeah. And it says he walks away sad. He right. walks away dismayed. Was was the expectation of Jesus first off why do you think he said that and was that expectation too high? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it was too high. I th- I think that cuz it's hard to think that Jesus would have set the expectation too high. Yeah. But but I you know, he, he understood somehow, Jesus did, that this individual had a problem with with material things, with stuff. Right. And so, you know, go and, and here's here's the bar. I'm going to set it for you. And um, that was his struggle. That, you know, he, he struggled with, um, for him to belong, he had to meet that expectation. Yeah. And it seems as though he wasn't willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, he spoke. To, Jesus spoke to the heart of the matter. In other words, he That's spoke. Good, he right. spoke right to the, his his most important priority. You know, right. He yeah. said, "I want to be. I want to be above that." That's it. That's yeah. it. And, and so you know, in organizations that require expectation, I believe that they have better people because the people say, you know. So I mean, if if you're going to work at, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a of a company. You know, I'm sure if you, if you're on the on the executive team at Tesla or SpaceX mm-hmm. or at Google or at Amazon, mm-hmm. or if if you're on the administration, the you know our, the, the the presidential cabinet, mm-hmm. well, there's a certain expectation. Well, in, in right? other words, in other words, if they're putting out a quality product. Okay, mm-hmm. their expectation is a quality, first-rate kind of product. Then you, it's a pretty logical step to be able to say they have first-rate expectations of the people that work for them. Definitely, definitely. And if we want the church to be effective, 
Hmm. You know, it, 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 it going into the world, it sharing the gospel, it, it being a presence in their community. Well, I think that we're going to have to have some high expectations on people. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, you let's go back to something you said earlier because it's, it sparked something in my head that you said something that, you know, Jesus, Jesus would not set an expectation too high. And yet I think that's a very popular idea. Um, just the opposite. Okay. Just the opposite idea is very popular in our culture that the expectations of Jesus and, and of following him and of Christianity. Well, I wouldn't raised that way. And, um, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, how do you respond to someone who looks at the expectations of, of what it means to follow Jesus and, and they tell themselves, um, I don't have it within me to be able to do that. How would you speak to that person? Well, you know, I would, I would say that Christ coming and giving his life for you, he would not set an expectation then that you couldn't, you couldn't meet and keep you from experiencing all that he has for you. Mm. That, 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 that this extreme sacrifice and gift that he's given for you, that he wouldn't then say, okay, now the expectation is so far above what you could ever accomplish that you'll never be able to meet it. So you're lost. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just think that that, um, and I don't think I can come to Christ thinking I can meet all the expectations. I simply got to come. Well, don't you think and he's going to help me to do don't that? Don't you think it's one of the reasons Jesus came to begin with? Okay, is because the law in the Old Testament, there's an expectation of, you know, this thing becomes 660 different laws that you've got right. to, you know, obey. And, and you know, nobody uh, can do that. The New Testament speaks to the fact that if you break one, right. you just broke all. them all. all. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's, you know, it's not a, you're a lawbreaker. Right. Period. That's right. the definition. You're a lawbreaker. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came to offer a whole lot more grace than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's illustrating the idea that, you know, you can't do that. But he's going to help you. I, I told a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, you know, it's kind of facetiously, but I was saying that, you know, I was talking about one of the sacrifices, one of the moments in the Old Testament where they're preparing the sacrifice and they've laid all the parts out and all this. And I said, you know, I'm glad that. You know, all of us were born in today's world because <laughs> I've had that thought. <laughs> I've we, had we that thought done before it. too. We yeah, could, right. Absolutely. So, so the grace that's been extended to us, you know, being in the present age that we are in, uh, where there's grace available, and we, I don't think there's ever an expectation that Jesus has that He can't help us to get to. You wow. Know? When I was in Israel, um, and, and you guys got to go with us next time we go. It's just too cool. Oh yeah, I it's want to. just way too cool. I want to. But we're out. We're out uh, on the Mount of Olives and looking down on Jerusalem, and there's uh, the Lamb's Gate. Okay, it's where they, it's during um, uh, the festivals where you had to make atonement for sin. Okay, mm-hmm. you you purchased um, this spotless lamb. Okay, and and you brought that, and then you sacrificed that, um, and 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 there would have been thousands and thousands of people going through this gate. Coincidentally, that's the gate Jesus enters, 
Okay. Um, and uh, which is just a, an awesome visual. Mm-hmm. If you think about the lamb of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but you know, I agree. I'm glad that I was born when I, when I was okay. But I would say that the visual of atonement for sin, um, would be something that that Old Testament person would would have in some ways in some ways uh, a better understanding of how uh, grave a situation that sin is and how much that it, what the what the real cost of sin is as they sacrifice that lamb. Oh well, yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah. It's just as you say that, it kind of etches in your mind, like just the, the, the grotesque. Oh yeah, you know the the visual, the smell, mm-hmm. the sound of it. Um, yeah, and I understand agricultural economy, uh, much more used to those things, but but yeah, for still for me, mm-hmm. what, what a visual and stuff. So, um. Have your obligations, a sense of obligation that you have in life? First off, tell me, tell me about some of the obligations that you feel today, okay? And then the, the, the follow-up question to this is, do those obligations increase or, or decrease, or do they change as, as we grow older? Hmm. Um, what happens to obligations in our life? Yeah, I, I think we become more, well, speaking for me, yeah, more aware of the significance of obligations, and, and I, I also think that you, you kind of hone in on what are the obligations of that 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 are only you that are for you only, you know. So I've got to be. A, I'm a husband to Kim. Yeah, I'm the only one that does that. Only yeah. one that can do it. You know. Right. I'm father to Sam, Samantha. Yeah. I mean, it's, and my, I got three granddaughters, got a son-in-law. I mean, those all, all those relationships have expectations and, ob, and obligate me to them. Pastor of Elevation Church. I'm a friend. I'm your friend. Um, I, I have a staff that I lead that I'm, so all those come with obligations that, and I think in life, Maybe it's a maturity thing. You start realizing, okay, what are the what are the things that only I can do? Because I could be obligated in a whole lot of other ways. Yeah, there, there's plenty of ways to make sure that we're that we could be obligated. Okay, yeah. we we can have too many obligations for that mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, and, and sometimes when I was younger, I think I did that. It was too broad. Where I think I'm more focused now. Yeah, you know, there's there's more of a, a laser kind of focus to what. Um, t- to what I need to be doing with my life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, you know. I I read every day. Um, I write just about every day, and some of that's just for me. I mean, it's not like right. But but I see this. I see that that that's an obligation I've taken on because my role. You know, uh, you know. Every week I'm preparing for what I'm going to talk on Sunday. That's an obligation. I can't. I can't like okay this week I'm just not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna do that right I'm, right I'm obligated I'm obligated to the people 
that I stand in front of on Sunday to have something that that is of substance from God's word to speak to them. And so you give so you give your time to those things and uh, you know sabbatical. I, I mean, I feel now that I'm obligated to have rest in my life. You know where right. You know, obviously we were sharing earlier, you know, some, when I was younger, sometimes I just was not, uh, that was an obligation to me. I just did whatever I wanted to do and then crash yeah. for four hours and get up and go again, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now age helps you be better about that. But So let me ask you this. Um, what, how do you handle it when, when obligations, um, are not met? When you've got people that that you know are obligated to you, okay, how do you handle it when when um, they drop the ball? Oh my! <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure it's rarely ever happens. Okay, but yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I I feel like uh, first time you offer a lot of grace. Hmm. If it's the same kind of thing the second time, well, that's a different story. Yeah. Because, you know, if if somebody makes the same mistake a second time, it's like first time maybe you didn't know or you know. So second time definitely you've got to deal with trying to help them through it. And the third time they're out of here. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. But I yeah, I think there's there's gotta be some grace in it, but but you know, I guess depending on you know, in the strength finder thing, my, my number one strength is competitiveness, which I don't know if that's a strength or not. I was going to say, I don't know if that's a strength. They said, but, it, they said it was. Okay. You know, All right. It could, it could mess you up. But, yeah. But, you know, so, um, I, I you know, I want to, I want to win. I want to, you know, and the, the whole ENTJ on the Myers-Briggs, I, w- I want to charge the hill and win. All right. And when people, like, again, use a military or a team kind of thing. If you're running toward the goal, and people drop the ball, that's a frustrating kind of thing, right? You know, so 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 you have to learn how to have grace, but also bring some kind of direction, correction. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm not the best at it. That you know, like I said, ref- referenced a book that uh, the leader's mind that I and I said mm-hmm. I wasn't very compassionate. He would go on. He would say that that it's that conversation that you have with the person who drops the ball the second time, or the third time, whatever. Mm-hmm. He would say that that compassion is holding them and reminding them of the standard and their obligation. That that's actually a compassionate uh, response. And just just the opposite of what we a lot of times think of, well, oh, compassion and kindness, and we think of it as weakness and mm-hmm. softness. And, and, yeah, exactly. You know, and so so you know, it does doesn't really matter. We'll we'll try harder next time. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's not helping them. It doesn't help. No. It doesn't help. It doesn't really change the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think you got to address it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, this idea of belonging to something, let's end on this. This idea of belonging to something that does not 
have really expectations. My question is, um, what's that do for you? What I mean, what what can, what can it possibly do to belong to something that, at the end of the day, your attendance, your participation, your contribution, really has no significance? It seems like nothing. It it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like a walk to the ice cream truck. Maybe I don't. Know. You know, I mean, I just don't I, know what it does. I know, I know people that don't vote. Okay, talking about political stuff again. Right. Yeah. I know people that just don't vote. And and it's not that they are anti-government. It's not that they don't they don't care about issues and stuff. It's just at the end of the day, they feel like my vote has no significance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's just there's I, I belong to something that at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot of expectation of me. No one's going to come to me and reprimand me and say, "Hey, you know, hey, you did not get out and vote and stuff." It's like, yeah, right. whatever. You know, so uh, there's some countries where you lose your citizenship if you don't vote for enough elections. Yeah, that, <laughs> that may change something. Yeah, but, you know, again, they they want you to do that. They set expectation, but but yeah, there are people that just right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're they're in our churches. People well, that people that don't really they just want to walk in the door, walk out. There's a lot of places where you can go and attend church. Mm-hmm. You can go and and spectate. You can go and observe. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a word, attender, attendee, or whatever. Attender. That you know, somebody just attends. That's right. That's right. And I don't know that that was ever what Jesus really intended. No, his disciples. We have their names. When he was with them, we. Several times you see that they were, they, you know, Peter, James, and John went here, or, or whatever it was. They're they're mentioned, and they're they're. It's not as though it was just some uh, number, mm-hmm. right? It was the individuals that were a part of. They were significant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think when when we're just when we're back to what you said, I think with an organization that has no expectation. Well, it's almost as though you don't matter. Yeah, you're just there. Yeah, you know, and and, and you know. I've, uh, earlier today talking to someone about some, somebody I hadn't seen in a while and this coming to my mind and I said, Hey, you know what's going on with them? And, and, uh, they said, well, I think that person just goes church to church and there's a big event going on or a special speaker. They'll go here and, and they came here for a little while cause we had something going on and now they're going someplace else. And I thought, well, that's, that's not, that's not healthy. No, you no, know, it's not cause there's no expectation on them. They just, float here and there so at the end at the end of the day you need to belong somewhere and you need to belong to something that actually expects I'll, something right. of I'll you i'll you yeah you know mm-hmm. and you'll be better off for it yeah we all need each other we're not intended to be islands man we're not just you know uh, you know lone rangers here even lone ranger had tonto that's right you know? so yeah well bro you're my tonto <laughs> that's for sure or maybe i'm your tonto yeah. i don't know don't matter who knows yeah but uh, appreciate the the time once again man. yeah you too kimasabi <laughs> god bless everybody thank you for listening to the resolute podcast if you want to check out the show notes from today's episode and want to learn more about joining a cohort go to decisionmentoring.com the resolute podcast is available every thursday wherever you listen to podcasts including spotify and apple be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss new episodes 
And finally, please consider rating us and sharing this episode to grow the ministry of Decision Mentoring and the Resolute Podcast. Thanks. See you next week.